Welcome to the Rise Up Fitness Podcast, broadcast from sunny Santa Barbara, California. We're here to go back to the facts, educate you in health and fitness, and help you rise up to your full potential. Hello there, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Rise SD Podcast. So um, Addie's actually not with us today, but I got another guest surprise for you guys. Emily's back. Hey, guys. How's it going? Yes. I'm excited to be here. So we just filmed a live workout, uh, which was awesome. Emily's first kind of uh, – she's been working out, but just slowly, but actually like workout back, doing kind of a lot of the impact stuff is – been challenging, but starting to get to the point where you can uh, start to do a little bit. So it's been cool. Yeah, that was definitely uh, quite a bit of strength, uh, more than more than I'm used to. So I'm going to look forward to seeing how I feel tomorrow. <laughs> the lunges, the squats, the burpees, all that exactly, stuff. So. Exactly. Cool. So tell us a little bit about like what you've been doing in your rehab since we talked last about exercise wise. Um, you know, well, uh, a lot of the same, to be honest. Um, you know, I've been really, you were uh, just starting though when we talked to you last time. Yeah. 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 So, you know, um, I, I got a bike in my garage and I spent a lot of time on that. It's just something easy that I can kind of, you know, squeeze, uh, an hour in here or there, uh, to work out, uh, and do, um, I've been doing some hiking, which has been fun getting out there and, uh, exploring a little bit. And, uh, today I actually went for my first run. Uh, I haven't done a run in quite yeah, some time. Sweet. So, uh, four miles, you know, short uh, compared to what I'm used to, but it felt good to be out there and moving and, uh, you know, getting back into it. Cool. I love it. I love it. So, oh, oh and, yeah. And Addy, listen, I tuned up my road bike if you're interested in oh, going for a ride. There we go. You got to go now, Addy, because if yeah, you wait too long, it's going to be hard to keep up. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, so that's cool. Tuned up a road bike, so she's ready to get back on the road. So that's sweet. Love it. Um, yeah, so we, Addie and I had an episode a few back um, and we talked about kind of our fondest fitness memories from the past and it being kind of a long one, but it was super fun. So um, Emily's got some good stories too. So I, I thought we'd just take this opportunity to talk to her and give us top kind of three fitness memories from the past and kind of what you've done. So what do you got for us? Okay, well, um, maybe I'll start out with a kind of disappointing um, journey and okay. then I'll end with uh, some fun stories of my successes. So um, when I first started getting into triathlon, I actually sat down with Kyle and, um, you know, asked him to be, be my coach and I uh, hadn't done a ton of racing, hadn't done really any swimming, um, a little bit of biking, a little bit of running. Um, so I had set this goal that I wanted to race, uh, Ironman Boulder. It was about a year away. Yeah. But I, I mean, I coached you for a while before that. So you Kyle came in coached me here and there running. Uh, well, I just saw a lot of potential at the, at the gym. I saw, I knew she was, Emily was a great athlete and I could see it and she was, I knew she was strong on the bike and she started running and saw, you know, promised pretty quickly. And it was like, what do you need to do? Okay, let's get you in a swim program. Let's get you into masters. And then you had done. And then I think at, how long you doing a triathlon, like a year and a half or so before you, you're half before you decided to do an Ironman. I can't uh, no, I don't think it was. I don't think it was quite a year. I'd done a few of the local races. I'd done okay. the carp race. I'd done, uh, the Santa Barbara, a sprint course. And then, you um, were- I'd done March triathlon series. Um, so, uh, uh, dabbling here About and there. A season, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say any real serious, serious type of training though, more kind of going out there, learning the sport, getting into it based, um, you know, solely on kind of my exercise in the gym and a little bit of running and cycling here and there. Um, so it was kind of, you know, uh, just starting out uh, right. when I had set this goal, I would right. say. Cool. So yeah. So then, okay. So we decided to do an Ironman, um, Boulder. Ironman Sorry, Boulder. Sorry. I even forgot which race yeah. you were signed up so for. Okay. The first I, one I was, was Ironman Boulder. Boulder. That's right. Now and, I'm just all coming um, back. Really excited. 
uh, obviously, um, had my my sights set um, on doing this race. We put like a year plan in place. Year plan. Lots of other races leading up and so, being prepared. You know, a lot of a lot of training. You know, three days a week I was getting in the pool at least, if not more. Um, you know, Saturdays long bike rides, four, five, six hour bike rides, runs definitely. Um, I always remember Tuesday morning, I would get up at 4 a.m. and I would go running, uh, building up from, you know, first it was five miles and then 10 miles and then 15. And then sometimes I'd be running up, you know, 20 miles. I think we got you over, yeah, to, up to 20 up to or 20, 22, 22 miles yeah. uh, before work. So, so I'll, looking I'll, at three and a half hours before she was, this year, at that time she was teaching. So uh, teaching, <laughs> I was I was actually working as an early childhood special uh, educate, ed- educator. Um, I was also doing some part-time work uh, training in the gym. Yeah, and, and training for Ironman, and training for Ironman. So she'd, be, so, she'd run from four a.m. to seven a.m. and then get ready and go teach all day. <laughs> yeah. So as you can imagine, um, you know, a lot of work uh, that went into this. So um, about a month before um, big big races uh, that I've done in the past, you know, Kyle kind of gives us these like doozy workouts. We call them double bricks. Um, so basically, uh, so it's a bike. It's you go. You go. So a triathlon, most of you probably know, but if you don't, it's a swim and then a bike and then a run. And so we get these double bricks, which a a brick workout just means you combine two of the sports, like a swim and a bike or a bike and a run. So bike to run is the most challenging. So that's the one you you practice. And so I've found that these work well with athletes where you do it. What Emily said is a double brick, which is you do a bike and then a run and then you get back on the bike and then you get back on the run. And it breaks it up a little bit more. So the idea is, is that instead of just doing a really long bike and a really long run, you do kind of a shorter bike, run, bike, run. And when I say shorter, these still tend to be up upwards of eight hour, eight hour training day. So it might be like a, I think we built up to like a 50 mile bike and then it was a 10 mile run Correct. and then another 50 mile bike yes. and then another 10 mile yes, run. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, the weekend before, I remember I'd gone out and actually I, I remember it so clearly. It was a 45-mile uh, bike ride, nine-mile run, 45-mile bike ride, nine-mile run. So I'd gone through that workout and I go, okay, I only have one more big one left. Really excited about it. I decided, you know, Boulder is at altitude. It's about you know 5,000, uh, I think, or so. Uh, yeah, it was four. It's like, it's a mile. It's like I'm Denver kind of. It's fine. It's 4,000. It, it varies 4, on the course, but okay. it might get up as high as so, um, decided 5, that I was going to go up to actually Big Bear to do my uh, final double brick, which would be like Kyle mentioned before, um, a 50 mile bike ride, 10 mile run, 50 mile bike ride, 10 mile run. So spent all this time mapping out a course and got through the first 50 miles on the bike, was feeling good, did my 10 mile run. It's like, all right, I got it. You know, last big thing I got to do to get myself ready for this race, got on my bike, a few miles in, I ended up uh, getting hit on my bike. So by a random a kid, kid on a BMX <laughs> hammering down a hill in Big Bear. I should laugh, but it was pretty bad. Crashed into me. He T-boned me. Um, didn't stop at the bottom of the hill. T-boned me, knocked me into the street. Uh, almost got ran over by a car. Hit my head. Split my bike helmet open, and ended up uh, shattering my elbow and my arm. Oh, so, yeah. at the time, uh, got hit and was like I don't think shock. I've ever heard Emily cry but when she was on the phone with me yep, she's like in crying, shock which so I would have been too had, uh, my boyfriend at the time and some friends picked me up I was able to call them got back to where we were staying and I called Kyle right away and was crying and he goes it's not it's not broken it's not broken don't worry don't worry and all my friends were like it's fine it's fine it's fine don't worry it's not broken so 
kind of calmed myself down. I maybe had a couple drinks <laughs> <laughs> and ended up just kind of hanging out. I bought a sling and was like, you know, maybe I just have Swalbo kind of, you know, you can, trying I mean, to there's no meat there, so you can hit it and it can shatter, but you can also, it can swell up pretty yeah. easily. So ended up, I stayed the night in Big Bear the morning I drove home and the closer I got to home, I just realized that something was really going on with my arm. So the second I got home, I went to the ER and of course, as I sat there and the ER doctor looked at me, he said, oh, you would know if it was broken. I looked at him and said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so took some uh, x-rays, ended up that uh, my elbow was shattered in three places and my ulna was broken all the way through. Um, and he looked at me and he said, wait, when did this happen? <laughs> I said, oh, yesterday morning. <laughs> and so he was like in shock that I had actually made it this long with a broken arm. But well, when you can spend eight hours swimming, biking and running, and biking and running, your pain threshold's a little bit higher than most people. And so. I think part of it too is I just really didn't want to believe that you know this yeah. was kind of you know shattering my dream. So I uh, was in a cast um, from the wrist all the way up over the shoulder for uh, I think it was eight weeks, and then another eight weeks in a sling. Yeah. Um, so. You know, couldn't race. Obviously, couldn't she race, was about. Obviously. I think you were three. It was about three a, weeks a, out. A, yeah, a month. A month. A month, a month out, out. A month out. Before yeah. my race, that would have been exactly. Um, so quite a bummer. Um, but you know, I decided that, hey, if um, I can't do it this year, I'm going to find something else to do. So um, to tag onto that, I obviously uh, went through the rehab of, you know, getting my elbow squared away and doing a lot of PT to make sure my arm was straight. And as soon as I could, I was right back in the pool, right back on my bike, right back running, because um, I had my sights set on doing another Ironman. Um, yeah, which I think was, the first thing is just like, what do I do? Like, just pick another race and sign yes, up. Exactly. Like, you're so, doing it again. You've done all the training. You know how to do it. You know you yep. can do the training. Like, that's the hardest. The hardest part is not missing the race. The hardest part is dedicating like a year of your life, and especially the last six months, and doing all the training. And then not being able to put that to use. That's yeah, the hardest part. It definitely is. And you make a lot of sacrifices just with time, time spent with family and friends and, you know, missing out or choosing to miss out. Um, maybe as some people would look at it on, you know, it's like, hey, you know, someone's having a birthday party or a barbecue or a get together. And it's like, hey, guys, I, you know, I'm not going to make it this weekend because I'm training and you have your yeah. sight set on something. Or um, let's go out tonight. You're yeah. like, I got an eight hour workout tomorrow. I'm not going drinking exactly. tonight. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, anyway. Um, Ended up, yep, just like Kyle said, I signed up uh, for another Ironman. I signed up for Ironman Canada. And, um, you know, truth be told, it, it honestly ended up being a bit of a blessing in disguise. Um, kind of the way I started to look at it was I have a whole other year to get faster. Right. I have a whole other year to, to get better at well, this and, sport. And that's what I think is like, obviously, you're upset. You should be upset. You can get through that. And once you wrap your head around, okay, I'm not doing it and that's passed. And now I'm rehabbed. And I, you know, talked about that. It's like you've trained art. I mean, from that, workout down it was downhill that was the the peak of the training was that was it and then the last month is slowly tapers down and the way i was telling you was is like you look at it, it's like you've already done a year of training so i know you actually didn't get to race and execute but you have another year of training on your legs so really like you look at it as a benefit right i mean it's not the way any of us even want the way you wanted obviously you would have wanted to race ironman and then decide to do another ironman if you can but the way you look at it is that I have it's an, a year of preparation and you don't you don't just lose that preparation that stays with you. Yeah, no, that's and, and and you know, I did I did sign up sign up for a race that was, you know, quite a few months um past, you know, Ironman Boulder to give myself some time to, you know, get some other races under my belt as my elbow rehabbed. Um so actually, you know, to kind of turn on to, you know, a more of a success story um with one of my races. 
um, actually ended up being some of my quickest races that I've ever done. Um, and the races year. leading up. So and the races leading up yep. um, to, you know, Ironman Canada. Uh, Ironman Canada was in July. Correct. So um, started doing big races as early as March. And then in May, we were doing some competitive bigger races. Yeah. So, uh, wildflower, um, you know, actually one of my, my biggest, biggest successes, I would say I actually ended up winning, um, wildflower, which to me, um, you know, was, was, you know, amazing. It was one of the best experiences that I've ever had racing, racing, um, actually in the sport of triathlon. And we were just rehashing that too, because I was, I was racing short course. So they had the long course, Emily was racing Ironman. So she was doing a half Ironman, which is half the distance of an Ironman. It's still about a five plus hour day for her. And she was training in that race on Saturday. And my race was on Sunday in Olympic. Cause I was racing about two hour races at that time. So I was on my way up driving up on Friday and I'm sitting on the phone, you know, not driving, but in the passenger seat and refresh and refresh and refresh. And I was like, what are you doing on your phone? Like, and I'm like, I'm following Emily. She's like getting across the finish line. I think she's in the lead. She might win this or whatever. And then reception is not great up at wildflower or whatever. And finally I saw, I'm like, Oh my God, she won. She got it. She got awesome. Like I'm so stoked because I know how hard she'd been training. And then, so I'm texting Emily like, Oh my God, congratulations. Oh my gosh. Like blah, blah, blah. Like, this is awesome. And to like, let you guys know, it's not super cut and dry. If you're not like a professional who's in the lead because you start in waves. So they start about 50 people at a time. So you know, Emily's wave started. And when you're racing, sometimes you can have an idea of where you are, but sometimes you might be passing people in your own age group. You might be passing people that are in other age groups that started before you, that started behind you, someone can pass you. So you're not always positive exactly where you are in your age group. Yeah. And so, um, I kind of had an idea. I thought when I got out of the swim that I saw someone ahead of me, um, a girl in my age group. And I don't, remember passing her ever during the race it must have happened during transition that's when i'm guessing that it happened but when i crossed the finish line i actually thought that i had gotten second place which would have still been amazing um but as i made my way back down into transition which you do at wildflower after you cross the finish line you kind of hang out for a minute and then you go back down to you know where your bikes are and your stuff uh is to kind of collect your things i was down there i picked up my phone and kyle was saying congratulations you won and I'm like trying to figure it out. She's like, wait, did I win? <laughs> I'm like, well, that the, and there's a lot, you have a chiming chip. So it's live on the internet, but she, you're in a desolate area. So where they have the race, you can't pick up your, you don't always have good cell phone service and reception. Correct. So you can't, even though it's live timing and you can watch people's results online live, you, if you can't get reception on your phone, she couldn't even have. So she had to walk over, I think, to the timing tent to just double check. Yeah, so I walked, you walk up to the timing tent. And they, they can they, they official cons- results. confirmed and let yeah. me know um, that I'd won and. Um, you know, that feeling was like kind of like redemption, you know, after kind of a, you know, crappy, uh, experience training for Ironman at the end of it, obviously breaking my arm and all that. I felt like, Hey, you know, I really, um, set my mind to something that, you know, a lot of people would have just said, Oh, well, you know, I'm, you know, maybe going to give up or this sport isn't for me or whatever it is. And it did, you know, kind of give me that confidence that I needed, um, as I continued to train for the next Ironman, um, which was Ironman, uh, Canada. Um, so, so yeah, tell us a little about that day. You got a crazy day on that so, day. Ironman Canada. Yeah. Well, uh, truth be told, um, you know, it, it was amazing. It was amazing to actually get out there to, to race day, um, to compete. Um, I don't know if any of you guys follow the sport of triathlon, but 
honestly, it's like the most supportive uh, community to be a part of. I don't really know any other sports where you're like out on the course and you have other racers who are racing like against you that are, you know, cheering you on. And yeah. um, sports pretty cool. Yeah, like that. Wishing, yeah. wishing you success. Um, so the experience itself um, of just being there and being in Canada, Whistler is beautiful if you guys um, haven't ever yeah, been there. Whistler's amazing um, and the course is amazing. It's super, super, super pretty. Um, but when it, what ended up happening on that day, which is kind of crazy is, um, the day before, uh, the race, it was about 70 degrees, calm, perfect weather, perfect racing weather, not too hot, not too cold, clear. Um, you know, I did a little bike ride, a little short run to kind of get my legs moving. We sat by the lake. It was perfect and nice. Um, went to bed, got a good night rest in the morning when I woke up realized that uh, the weather changes there rather quickly and kind of this freak mountain storm had rolled in. Uh, it was pouring rain and about 40 degrees. Um, and so you're swimming in the, like just remember my mind swimming in the lake with the, the wetsuit. So you're not cold in the water, but so then the you water, get out. the water was the warmest, uh, and with the very on. choppy cause yeah. it was very windy, but I was actually the warmest of the whole day in the lake. Yeah. And then you get out and you're done temperatures in 40 and you're, and you're racing and you're out there for eight hours soaking right? wet soaking wet, and you can't warm up. And that's really, it's really, really hard yeah. to like know what to do. And, and it wasn't really predicted either. So, and the other thing is, is you can't necessarily just plan on packing like a backpack full of clothes and things and peel off clothes and whatever. And you don't want to have all this extra gear and all this extra clothes when it warms up. And because it wasn't really predicted, it wasn't like, it's going to be 40 degrees tomorrow. You better wear a lot of clothes. People were in their triathlon gear, yeah. which is next to And a lot a of races that they suit, have, basically. you know, uh, you know, ends up something like this happens. They might think of canceling the race. But, of course, you know, they didn't on this particular day. And um, I actually read that they called it one of the most disastrous Ironmans <laughs> in history, um, which is hilarious. About 25% of the women didn't even finish the race. So yeah. people were getting pulled left and right for things like, you know, hypothermia and, you know, or missing cutoffs or certain missing cutoffs or to finish the swim, the bike and the or in the bike, swim in the bike in a certain amount of time. And if you're, you know, take too much time in transition, correct, or you can't make it, then they don't let you continue a lot of crashes on. on the bike, things like that. So I was just, you know, at that point, really happy that I finished. Um, I, I did, you know, as well as, as I expected to do, um, you ended up third. 12th 13th 13th and so in a in a big field of hundreds so yeah. i mean she was 13th which is for first ironman is actually yeah so very is really good but yeah. that was you know it, it didn't end up being the best weather but the experience itself of getting through the race and doing it and being there um you know it, it was a good experience so um you know i'm always thankful thankful cool. for that well, that's two really good highlights. I like those, and it was it's fun to rehash those because I was like a part of uh, both of them as uh, supporting and coaching and stuff. So, um, why don't you give us one more quick one? Yeah. Um, so maybe uh, another one of my most, I guess, like proud sports moments would be, um, well, actually, a couple years. You know, I've done really well um, doing the Gibraltar time trial. I've won two years. Uh, doing that for the Santa Barbara Century. So, if you guys don't know, it's a, a local a local race. Uh, you know, or, or ride, you know, a lot of people do it as a ride, a hundred miles. They do time you. It's not, it's not like a triathlon, like in yeah. a sense where they time you, but there's so most, I would say the vast majority of it, there's, you know, thousands of people that do it. The vast majority of them are just doing it to do the ride and to do the fun. The top end of the people are competing and what they're doing is they give your overall time, but more so it's, it's the climb up to Brawler, six mile climb of really steep. And a lot of you guys know that road or whatever it is. So it's basically in the middle of the race, you ride about 50 miles 
you've got to race up as hard as you can in the middle. This isn't just cruise. It's absolutely everything you got for, you know, for you, it's about 50 minutes. Yeah. I think my best time was like 47, 47, yeah, 47, 47 and a half, 47 and a half minutes. So absolutely everything you got for, you know, 47 and a half minutes, and then you got to ride another 50 miles. And, and there's also cutoff times. If you want to be on the podium, it's not like you can just go easy, hammer the climb and then go easy because if you don't finish within a, a lot of amount of time, which is like five, uh, six hours, I think it's six uh, or six and a half, six and a half hours for women. for the women. If you don't finish in six and a half hours, then they don't, you don't get to go on the podium. So that's a challenge just in itself, especially with, you know, you've got, there's like 8,000 feet of climbing in this or something. So yeah. So crazy. I've won, I've won that a couple of years that just the Gibraltar time trial part, um, which is awesome. You get to go up in the podium and, you know, you get a polka dot Jersey, you yeah. know, it's kind get of a special cool Jersey. Yeah, so kind of queen of the mountain, cool. which was fun. Um, you know, actually the last year I did, it was, um, not necessarily super, uh, fit to, you know, the kind of hour, uh, hill climb. I didn't end up getting my best time up it. Um, although I still did fairly well, but my overall time um, was something I was really proud of. I ended up doing it in about five hours and 40 minutes, um, the entire 100 miles. So, um, you know, I've had some really good experiences doing that race and always something, you know, if, you, if you're if you looking for a, for a tough but, you know, uh, great race to, you know, be a part of, uh, definitely consider doing that. They have all different kinds. You don't always have to do the 100, but they have, you know, I think a 30-miler uh, and a 60-miler and then maybe they have a what is it a hundred a hundred k without the with the Gibraltar. Yeah, climb. there's tons. So, of, there's lots you know, of there's options. Lot of you can options. do the hilly stuff. You can do the non hilly stuff. It's really fun if you if you yeah. like cycling, you should absolutely do it. There's they have an option for everyone. Basically, you don't have yeah. to do the full hundred. But yeah, I remember that too. Was that the I don't remember what year it was, but I, I've also done this ride. So I've done this ride as Emily has for like overall time and done that. And I think one year we rode and I wasn't in the best shape, but I think we did it. And I said. What was that? I said? Okay, I'm gonna climb. We're gonna go all out on the climb, even though I wasn't in my best shape. But I was still going for it. I think I said at the top, I'm waiting five or six minutes for you at the aid station, and if you're there, then I'm gonna, I will wait. But if you don't make it in six minutes, then I'm leaving you. Yeah, and basically, <laughs> as if, if you guys know in cycling, um, it helps a lot to ride in a group. So if you make it to the top of Gibraltar and you don't have like at least one or two people to ride with to draft yeah. with and stuff, you've got about. You know, there's a significant amount of climbing after Gibraltar, but a good 50, 55 miles that you're going to be riding on your own. Yeah, it so, really helps to be having awesome. So I think when, I, when Kyle said, I'm waiting five or six minutes at the top, and if you're not there, I was I was pretty motivated to get to the top rather, rather quickly. Best times. And I, I remember I had all, like, I just loaded my jersey with food, and I had bottles ready, and everything. so she pulled up, and we didn't stop, and I didn't, no. she didn't get the advantage of stopping. I like, think he, he shoved a handful of Oreos in my back pocket and said, all right, we're going. And I, had, I had plenty of food and stuff for <laughs> in bottles but i was like you don't get the break i've got all the i've got all the aid you need at the aid station you can stop at the i think that was the only one we stopped at anyway so i don't yeah. even think you stopped but yeah anyways, no stopping fun times but that was good yeah but anyways cool well um thanks for joining us i'll let you get back to peyton i'm sure she's uh missing you since she's you've been gone what like almost two hours now i know i it's think this is time. actually the longest i've ever been away <laughs> from her <laughs> all right well we'll let you get back but uh thanks for joining us guys hopefully you guys enjoyed that and uh hopefully well, you guys will be all right see you guys soon. soon all right guys bye